Now, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to bless them because you know what they're standing in need of, O oh God. God, we ask you, Lord, to do it for them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Open their hearts and mind, God, that they will receive your word on this morning, O oh God, that we will walk therein. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we have a lot to cover this morning, but I want you to do something for me. We just sung the song that says, Jesus is worthy to be praised, right? So if you really believe that he is worthy to be praised, I want you, at the count of three, just to, name, to yell the name of Jesus as loud as you can, like your son just ran a 90-yard football uh, uh, touchdown. Amen? Because if you believe that he is worthy to be praised, then we are to let him know that we know that he is worthy. Amen? One, two, three. Jesus! Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, because he is worthy to be praised. Amen? We praise, we have a tendency to praise man, not really realizing that God, is the one that is using the man. Amen? But we praise the man and don't give God any glory at all. And that makes man feel that he is now Lord. Amen? And we ought not do that. We, when we look at the man, we should see God in the man. Amen? And worship, we should worship the creator and not the creature. Amen? We have a lot to cover, so I need you to move. We're going to move quickly this morning. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to the 18th chapter of Leviticus. 18th chapter of Leviticus. For some reason, I was studying for months now. Going through my Bible, I went through the New Testament. Couldn't get anything, I, I, not that I couldn't get anything, but I always end up back at the 18th chapter of Leviticus. I go through the Old Testament, read, 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 and end up at the 18th chapter of Leviticus. So it has to be something to that, amen? So we're going to go to the 18th chapter of Leviticus, and we're going to Start at verse 1, amen? Then once we get through reading, I will let you know exactly what we are going to discuss this morning. But verse 1 says, And the Lord spat unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. After the doing of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt, shall ye not do. And after the doing of the land of Canaan, whether I bring you, ye shall ye not do. Neither shall ye walk in their ordinance. Ye shall do my judgment and keep mine ordinance. To walk therein, I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore keep my statue and my judgment, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. None of you, amen, none of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. 
the nakedness of thy father or the nakedness of thy mother, thou shalt not uncover. She is thy mother. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of thy father, father's wife, shalt thou not uncover. It is thy father's nakedness. The nakedness of thy sister, the daughter of thy father, or daughter of thy mother, whether she be born at home or born abroad, even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover. The nakedness of thy son's daughter or of thy daughter's daughter, even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover, for there is thine own nakedness. The nakedness of thy father, wife, daughter, begotten of thy father, she is thy sister. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy father's sister. She is thy father's near kinswoman. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy mother's sister, for she is thy mother's nearest kinswoman. Near kinswoman. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy father's brother. Thou shalt not approach to his wife. She is thine aunt. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy daughter-in-law. She is thy son's wife. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness, her nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy brother's wife. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, neither shalt thou take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness, for they are her nakedness, kinswoman, her near kinswoman. It is wicked. Neither shalt thou take a wife to her sister to vex her to uncover her nakedness besides the other in her lifetime. Also thou shalt not approach unto a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is put apart from her uncleanness. Moreover, thou shalt not lie carnally with thy neighbor's wife to defile thyself with her, and shalt not and thou shalt not let any of thy seed through, uh, pass through the fire of Moloch, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God, I am the Lord. Thou shalt not, I want, I, I want everybody to get this. I want everybody to get this. Amen? Thou shalt not lie with mankind, as with womankind, it is abomination. Should I read that again? Thou shalt not lie with mankind, as with womankind, it is abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Defile not ye yourself in any of these things. 
for in all these, uh, uh, all these, the nation are defiled, which I cast out before you. Amen. I want to talk to you for a, a moment on this thought. Defying, defying the laws of God. Defying the law of God. And the word defy means, y'all, is to openly, all right, to openly resist or, con- or refusal to obey an order or a law. Amen. Now, we've got to look at the world and, and or the, our surrounding, and if we look at our surrounding, we will see all sorts of foolishness is going on. And man must realize that there are consequences every time you overstep the word or the, or the guidelines or the laws of God, you must pay for that. There's consequences to it. Not only those that are uh, uh, committing the act of immorality, but guess what? It's also those that support the one that is committed. You support immorality, then you just as guilty as the one that is actually doing it. Amen? So, so we need to know that we have to, we must not support immorality. Amen? And we must be bold and brave enough to call what it is. You don't go around stuff, you don't go around the bush and call it what you want to call it. Call it what it is. If it's a thorn bush, you can't call it a, 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 uh, a cedar tree. If you go around a cedar tree, you can't call a cedar tree a rose bush. Why? You need to call it as it is. Don't call things as what you want to be. Because guess what? We like to use the scripture that says, call those things as though they are, as though, as, call those things that are not as though they were, right? You better be careful how you use that. Because you can bring damnation to yourself. You could be calling something on yourself that is not. So be very careful how you use the word of God. Especially when you're mishandling it. Mm. But that's not. But, but let's go on. So, so in, in verse 1 through 6, we'll find, or, or in verse 1, we find God talking to Moses. Now, God is preparing Israel to go into the land of Canaan, the, pro- the land in which he promised to give them. And so he is preparing them to take over the land of Canaan. And he instructed Moses to tell them what not to do while they were in, uh, uh, not the things that they were doing in Egypt. Forget about this stuff. I don't want you bringing that stuff over here because what we're going to do now, we are going to do a new thing. You know how people like to say God is doing a new thing? Well, back then the new thing was God, re- God renews his covenant with Israel. After that, God said what? 
ain't nothing new under the sun. So that was the new thing when God uh, uh, renewed his covenant with Israel. But God told Moses what to, uh, what to do. Amen. God is preparing his children now for a greater move in life. And a lot of times, God is preparing us for a greater move in life, but we don't want to accept his word. Mm. We're supposed to know everything. You don't know everything. And when God tells you, just because God tells you uh, what to do to another individual, guess what? It does not mean that that individual is better than you. God is using that individual to get his word to you. Amen? I don't care if it's just a child. If God tells the child to tell you something, you need to listen to that child. Because then what? God is trying to get you to a higher realm in life. Amen? Now, let, let, let's go to Exodus right quick. Exodus 6 and 6, 7. Amen? Let's look at what God instructed Moses to do. Exodus 6 and 7. You ready? Exodus 6 and 7. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. That's the first thing God lets you know who he is. I am the Lord. Not you, not them, but I am the Lord. Right? And I will bring you out from under the bondage of the, of the Egyptians. That was one thing God promised them. I'm not going to let you stay in bondage all your life. I am going to bring you from under that mess. I'm going to bring you from under that foolishness. All right? I'm going to give you, in other words, we like to use the word liberty. God is getting ready to give Israel a life of liberty, a life of better standards. And I will rid you out of their what? Bondage. And I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great what? Judgment. Great judgment. He's going to bring great judgment against those that did it to them. That's why when people do stuff to you, don't cry. Sometimes, you know, we like to retaliate. Don't retaliate. Leave it to God. God will fight your battle. Amen? So, so right then, what that was, that was a renewal of the covenant between God and Israel. When God brought them out of the bondage of the Egyptians, that was the new covenant that God made between them and his people. Amen? Now, Leviticus 18 and 3, Leviticus 18 and 3, <coughs> it says, After the doing of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt. Now that word dwelt, right? That word dwelt is a past tense. So God is saying the land where you once lived in, all right, I don't want you to do them foolish things that you used to do. All those things that I just read, all those things were going on in Egypt at that time. 
Now, if it wasn't, some people say, well, no, that wasn't true. Well, if it wasn't, why did God have it in his word? God is getting ready to set up a new law in Israel. And he told, he is now telling them what to do. Amen? After the doing of the land of Egypt wherein ye dwelt, shall ye what? Not do. Don't do that foolishness. When God saved you, you said you were tired living a life of sin. You gave your life to God, right? Why don't you worship God in honor and in, in, in truth, in spirit and in truth? But in other words, we were hot. We were hot. When we, we were not hot nor cold. We were hot when we first came to God, right? And as time went on, we got cold, cold, cold. Now, some of us, we go right back to the where we was and don't even want to hear God's name mentioned. Mmm, I know, I know. So, so God is telling them, don't bring that foolishness with you, but you're going to find out what's going to happen. All right? After the doing of the land of Egypt wherein ye dwelt, all right, where they once lived, like I told you, shall ye not do. And after the doing of the land of Canaan, whether I bring you, ye shall not do. Now, God is telling them, God is giving them forewarning. When I take you into the land of Canaan, you are going to come into some stuff. But don't do that. Serve me. I am the Lord. I am the one going to give you that land. So you're going to have to trust me enough to believe that whatever I lead you in, I could lead you through. Mm. You see what I'm saying? God is not like man. Man will lead you into a trap and then leave you there and look back and laugh. If God leads you into a place, he can lead you through a place. Without you having to fight. But you know what caused us to, to have so much problem when God leads us to a place? We don't want to be there. Our flesh don't want to be there because our flesh is yearning for the things that we love. So now we bicker, moan, and groan, and God just gets tired of it and let the devil just beat you. Amen? So now he is telling them, you're going to go into some stuff. But then guess what? Once you get there, don't you allow yourself to walk according to this. To them. In other words, don't set your life standard to their standards. It's not going to be that way. Alright? Let's go to, to, to Colossians 8 or Colossians 2 and 8. Colossians 2 and 8. Are we there? Colossians 2 and 8. And it reads, Beware lest any man spoil you, alright, through philosophy and vain deceit, alright, smooth talkers. Don't allow people to smooth talk you into doing those things against God that you know you should not be doing. If you know you should not be doing something according to the laws and the statutes of God, and you say you are a child of God, you say God is your God, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then you ought to be bold enough to tell the individual, no, I'm not doing that. 
So don't allow yourself to be uh, 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 taken in with smooth talkers. You don't have to do everything you see other people do. For some reason, we feel that in order for us to be somebody or to be recognized, we got to do everything somebody else do. But let me warn you. The things that an other person do and get away with it could very well kill you. So you better watch what you do. Watch the company you keep because guess what? You are named after the company you keep. If you keep company with a liar, then you a liar. Whatever your company is, that's what you is. Because sooner or later, well, you know, I keep company with them, but I don't... As sooner or later, you are going to get into their conversation. Sooner or later, you're going to start thinking and dwelling on what was said. And sooner or later, your body is going to start acting out that which you are thinking of. Oh, man. So, it says, don't allow yourself to be persuaded. And, you know, we as Christians, for some reason, we are so easily to be persuaded. All because we see somebody else that says they're a Christian doing certain things. Or we want to do it too because it looks like that person getting a lot of light shine on them. Guess what? Every time the light shines, the light is always brighter somewhere else. You could be watching a delusion. And you're thinking that it's a nice bright light. They're getting glory. They're being honored. So you want that. And you're looking at a delusion. Amen? Now, we find here <laughs> in the 18th chapter of Leviticus from the first verse to the sixth verse, God was instructing Moses on what to tell the children of Israel what to do. We find that from the 6th verse to the 20th verse, God was calling out all of the immoralities. And when we look at our surroundings today, we'll find all those things that are wrong us today. We'll find families, how many times you don't, you haven't listened to the news, or you hear somebody in the community talk about how somebody have already molested their children. You know molestation ain't nothing but a, 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 a honest to goodness today rape, but they call it you see what I'm saying? Molestation. Trying to give it a good name like it's something great. People dating family members. Then you want to know why the bloodline in the family all messed up. People in the family have all kind of diseases. Messing around with family members. I mean, you know, I know this is not something that you want to hear today, but every now and then God sends somebody to remind you of things that you may have been 
thinking about or may have done in the past, God is reminding you, don't bring that foolishness behind you. Leave it where it was. Because guess what? This is a new day. Whatever yesterday had, let it go with yesterday. Because yesterday, material, yesterday's life can bring misery in today's walk with God. So you need to learn to let yesterday be yesterday. Like the old folks used to say, let bygone be bygone. Amen? So God is bringing out all of this stuff. And then, watch this now. You know how I like this. Because when you talk to people again, and I'm going to show you how man lies on God. They defy the word of God, right? And then you turn the word of God into a lie. All right? And say, God made me this way. You just told a lie on God. Yeah, you was made that way. But God Almighty, Jesus Christ, he didn't do it. The, the, the God of this world, the God of this world, the God of darkness, Satan and his crew, Satan and his demons, they made you that way. And let me tell you something, how they made you that way. He allowed somebody, remember when the, 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 the angels, the watchers, when they fell from heaven, they brought all that foolishness with them. And they introduced man to that foolishness. Man started it, he liked it, and he got into it. The same way we do today. Not we, but they do. Go to somebody, introduce that foolishness, that immorality to them. They thought about it, they thought about it, and one day they decide to try it. And when they start trying it, they start liking it, and now they are one of them. And then they lie and say, oh, God made me this way. I'm going to prove to you God did not make them that way. And if, if, and if anybody ever say anything to you about this, or you tell them about this, and they try to tell them no, they'll call, tell them to call uh, Elder Earl Small. I'll even give you my phone number so they can call me, because I can prove to you in the word of God that these people are lying on God. Amen? So we find a man in the verse 21 by the name of Moloch. Moloch here was a god or a goddess. He was a foreign deity. Moloch practiced, all right, child sacrifice, child or children sacrifice. But I believe back during that time, Moloch was just not only practicing child sacrifice, Moloch was probably doing some of everything else. And because of the fact the people and his surrounding, they praised him for that. And he was doing that. All right? Now watch this. And, and, and Israel, you know, what does that have to do with us? Look at what Israel done. Israel gave Moloch an illegitimate, all right? Gave them an illegitimate, 
place in their worship. And the church is doing the same thing today, people. Tell me they're doing it. The Catholics are doing it. The AME is doing it. Baptists are doing it. Any other religious or, or, or named group, they are doing it. You know how I know? I've seen it. I ain't telling you what somebody told me. I've seen it from my own eyes. Young man was in the house of God. And this pastor was preaching a, a, another pastor's uh, uh, appreciation. And he, Mr. Pastor Johnny uh, Washington from uh, Monk's Corner, that man was preaching so hard and heavy on homosexuality. This man got up out of his seat in the pulpit, got up out of his seat and fold his Bible in his arm like a little, uh, like a woman and walk out to church. And everybody said, what? My God. I'm, not, I'm telling you. I'm not telling you something somebody told me. I was there and saw this. So when you really indeed preach the word of God, don't worry about hurting anybody's feeling. Because guess what? Those that are truly saved ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. You don't have to worry about them going nowhere. The word comes to root out. There God said, let the wheat and the tears go together as he'll do the separation. The word of God, God will send somebody that is bold enough to say what he said, and the word of God will root them out every time. Mm. So you don't have to be afraid to preach the word of God. Preach the word of God. Amen? But this word comes today. Let us know. When these people like this come in our midst, yeah, let them come into the house. Let them hear the word of God. And prayerfully, the word of God will get in them and get deep, uh, deeply rooted and change them to what God created them to be. Amen? But if you know somebody is a practicing homosexual or lesbian, and you let them in your your church service, all you're doing is defying the word, the laws of God yourself. Because God telling you, don't do it. Amen? How, how many of you, on just this week, y'all, just this week, Monday morning, my wife and I get up every morning around 4.30, 5 o'clock. We get up, Turn the TV on, look at the news. How many of you have heard of the conversion bill? Nobody. Well, guess what? The LGBT went to Congress and asked Congress to pass a conversion bill. That conversion bill will openly allow them to go out and turn as many people as they would into homosexuals and lesbians. Now, come on. So, if God made them that way, you see what I'm saying? If God created them that way, why do you have to go to Congress and ask them to pass a bill so you could go out there in the street and make homosexuals and lesbians? Huh? Mm, mm, mm. God made you that way. 
then God will put you two together so you can reproduce. And you wouldn't have to go up there and try to convert nobody into doing what you do. Huh? So he told Israel not to be doing this craziness. Now watch what's going to happen here in a little bit. And the church is doing the same thing today. The church is giving these people, all right, position in their services. Pastors, and I want you all to get this good. Pastors, my fellow brother ministers, female, male alike, you carrying the word of God for God's sake. Stop defying the word or the laws of God by going around here marrying two men. Marrying two women. You know you on your way to hell too? Yes, I said it. Minister Earl Smalls, I said it. You on your way to hell too? What does it look like you standing up in front of some man, two men, top up, dearly beloved, we are gathered together today to join these. Join who? Y'all better stop this foolishness. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's T.D. Jakes. Yes, stop the foolishness. Stop that. Got everybody congregating around you like you so big and you leading all you people to hell. Like my mama used to say, they're all going to hell in a five-cent basket. Yeah, man? I, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. This stuff makes me sick on my stomach. And I think I, it was a, I think I'd mentioned it to our son, Vernon. Anybody ever approach me in any immorality ways, talk about they're going to convert me? Y'all just come to the county jailhouse. Because I'm going to hit him as hard as I can. Get him away from me. I'm a man. I remember back in 19, I believe it was the beginning of 1988, I just got out of the military. I went to Ramada Inn, pulled up my application and everything because they were hired. Got the job. A couple days later, I walked on the job. I walked into the office, good morning. I heard the young lady say, good morning. So I walked to the clock, right? And I heard, hi. It didn't dawn on me right there. So I clocked in, got outside, and said, oh, something ain't right. I walked back in, and I knew y'all going to laugh at this, but it's true. It happened to me. I walked back in, and here this man. Said, you the you the guy that got hired uh, a couple of days ago? Yeah. Oh, you and I have something in common. I stopped him right there. I said, you and I have nothing in common. I'm all man. He said, no, not like that. Y'all won't believe what happened. That rascal had my last name. I said, my God. Now, I know I'm in trouble. I know I'm in trouble because both of us name last name is Smalls. And I got home 
and told my wife about it. And she said, who? No one. Now, I'm talking about my, my wife that passed. Talk to her about it. And she said, oh, yeah, no one. No one smiled. I said, yeah. She said, oh, I worked, in, I worked with Norwood at the nursing home. I said, oh, Lord, I'm in double trouble now. You got, now you, you, you got my last name. Now you work with my wife. Oh, my God. But that has happened. And I had to tell him right away, you and I have nothing in common, John. Nothing. So don't be afraid to let these people know. Stop them at the door. Before they open your, before they turn your knob and open your door, stop them. Because once they open your door, get their foot in, next thing you know, their whole body gonna be in. Stop them. And you, amen? Stop them. But now, watch this. So we give these people, we give these people position in our service. We mix them. We, we do a same-sex marriage. All right? Place them in position as Sunday school teachers, Bible study instructor, deacons, and even pastoral position. Now tell me we don't have them in our pastoral position. We do. But here God is saying, don't do it. Why? Because it's an abomination. An abomination, y'all, is something that is disgusting. It is disgusting and hatred, and God don't like it. You think it makes me sick or make us sick, what do you think it do to God? Mm, mm, mm. Let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts. Acts 7 and 43. Acts 7 and 43. Three. Amen. Acts seven forty three. And what it says. Are we there? Acts seven forty three. Yea, ye took up the what? The tabernacle of Moloch. Here we go again with that foreign deity or goddess. A child killer. Child sacrifice, and the star of your God, Remhan. Now, Remhan, what's what's gonna happen here, man? Now, remember, God told Israel to forget about those things that they did in Egypt, right? Remhan, you're gonna find out he was a God that the the children of Israel made in in Egypt. And call him the God of agriculture. Rimfan also has to do with the planets, the planet Saturn. And there is a link between the planet Saturn in this, in, in, in the way they use this, it's a, a link in between the planet Saturn and the day of Saturday. Mm. All right? So now, Rimfan figures which ye made. To what? To worship. You see that? They were worshiping this thing, an idol. Call him the agricultural God. They didn't know that the same God, Jesus Christ, the Father, 
God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost is the one that was blessing them, that was blessing their agriculture, that was causing their food to grow, that was causing their, their meat to, uh, supply to never run out, but yet they're going to call this thing the agricultural God. It's almost like Buddha. People around here going around praising big ball head, big gut Buddha. And you could call on Buddha and all he going to do is sit there on that rock wherever you, wherever you place him and he ain't going to do nothing for you. Mm, mm-mm. Yeah, I know I'm ball headed, y'all, but it ain't me. Yeah, man? So the same thing they're doing here is the same thing people do in the day. Got big old ball head Buddha all in their yard. You need to take a sledgehammer and bust that thing up. Got Buddha all in your house. Come on, people. Worshiping an idol God. Amen? Now, so David, they, they did that. They made, they made this God way back in Egypt. And God told them, don't bring them things over here. Now they went all the way into Canaan. And took them things with them. You don't think God did got in trouble for that? That's one of the reasons why Israel stayed in trouble so much with God. Israel, every time Israel defied the laws or defied the order of God, what God did? God, God didn't argue with them. I'm going to show y'all who is God. God allowed them to go right back into captivity. Every time. Why? Because they keep Defying the laws of God. People, we can't defy the laws of God and think that it's all right. Well, you know, I got to live with these people. Hmm. 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 Yes, you have to live with these people. The word of God says we are in this world, but we are not of this world, right? Do you really know what that means? Here's that I mean. God is not talking about the trees and the dirt and, and he's not talking about the, that part of the creation. He is talking about the human beings that we are in. We are in a human world, right? But we are not of that world. Now, the Bible also says that we once walked according to the darkness of this world. In other words, we once lived our life according to the rules and regulation of the sinner man. But when you came to God, God made a new covenant between you and him. You no longer walk according to the course of man. All right? Well, I got another one for you. God said... We have to obey those that have rule over us. Sure. As long as you are not causing me to go against the laws and the rules of my Lord and Savior, I'll follow you. But when you tell me not to follow God, you can go on down the street. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know it's just easier to live. It ain't no easier because man be going to become your, ta- your taskmaster. And you're going to end up right back in bondage again. And then you're going to cry, oh God, how many of us haven't done that? Huh? I know I've done that. I remember before I became a, 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 
a Christian or a child of God. I used to drink. Drink so much, got sick. Oh, God, if you deliver me from this, I never drink again. Just as soon as you start feeling better, you hit the bottle again. Now, how many of that in How many of us? Come on, let's be truthful this morning. How many of us have done that? Huh? Come on, y'all. I used to go to bed drunk, wake up drunk, start again. I couldn't wait till Friday on PD. Leave a hundred, leave a, if I would make, if I would make $200, I'm going to tell y'all how I was. If I would make $200, I would leave at least 125 of it in the liquor store. Huh? And now God has brought me out of all that. And I'm supposed to be afraid to tell people about the word of God? Oh, I don't think so. Mm, 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 mm. So you see, these people, these people went back. They went backward and did the same thing God told them not to do, making a God and calling the God the God of agriculture. Mm, mm, mm. Look at that. And I'm almost done. So they took, they took, they took up the tabernacle of Moloch. In other words, they were Baal worshippers, y'all. Worshipping Baal. And what did Baal, what could Baal do for anyone? Huh? What, Baal can't do nothing for, for no one. How is it that God, our creator, God, our everything, our alpha and our omega, our beginning and end, right? God is everything. He is our, our physician. He is our food source. He is our money source. He is everything, right? But yet, we're going to go back into the world because we got to live with these people and act as if though we are in this world. Yeah, you are in this world, but you are not of that type of life. You should have a better standard of life than what you have or what you are doing. Don't say that you are a child of God and then go back and do the same thing that you did before you came to God. That is sin, y'all. And if you were to die out there in your sin, to hell you going. Everybody went, well, and people teach this thing about, well, you know, um, I believe this. Even when you die in your sin, God's going to give you a chance to go to hell. I would um, go to heaven. I wouldn't take any chances on that. All right? I wouldn't sin and think, well, God loved me too. Yeah, but God may love you, but guess what? God ain't gonna, God is not going to make the decision for you whether you want Him or not. He's gonna let you make that decision. If you make the wrong choice, guess what? You're going to hell. So don't take that chance on dying out of God. I'd rather take my chance and die in God and then let God cast my so wherever he wants to cast it, at least I tried. But just to, look, just to outwardly don't try at all and say you love that kind of life and then talk about God this and God that, come on, people. Mm. 
Boom. Yes, Lord. So, like I said, that, that, that name, Ram, Ramham, had a connection between uh, Saturn and Saturday, the agricultural God. In Hebrew, Shabbata, the word is Shabbata. All right, S-H-A-B-B-E-T-A. All right? And also that word, that is the Hebrew, Hebrew word that gives you also the link between the uh, planet Saturn and the day Saturday. Shabbat. Alright? Now, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Here. Okay. You know like how I said a while ago, man that Man is saying that God made them gay, right? I'm going to prove to you right now that God did not do that. All right? God said in Leviticus 18.22, man ought not lie with man as though a woman, right? Now, I'm going to show you God didn't do that. Now, if God gave you this commandment, for you not to lie with a man the way you do a woman, why would you say God made you a homosexual or a lesbian? God used male, female, even from the creation of the animals, God used male and female as his reproduction system, right? And he did the same thing with man. And I'm going to prove it to you in a few minutes. Woman and man. When the woman become with child, then the man carries the blood of that offspring. Amen? Let's move quickly. Let's move quickly here. Let's go to, let's go to, I'm going to prove this to you. Let's go to Genesis 2.21. Let's move quickly. We only have a few more minutes. Genesis 2 and 1. We're going to start at the 21st verse, and we're going to walk through the 22nd verse, and I'll be done. Amen? Let's look at this. Okay? First of all, here we go again. And the Lord, what? Let's talk about Adam now. And the Lord, what? God caused a deep sleep to fall on who? Father Adam, right? Was Adam a, a, a female? Okay. He caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam as he was slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Right? Next verse. Amen? 22nd verse. 22nd verse. Amen. Genesis. Are we there? 22nd verse. 2. Okay. Gotcha. Let's move on. So now God caused Adam to go to sleep. He took the ribs out of Adam, closed up his flesh, and the 22nd verse says, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from 
man made he a what? Woman. He made him a woman. Did he make another man? He did not make another man, people. He made a woman, the suffer part of you. God, when God did the creation, he said he saw that everything was good, but he noticed one thing. He noticed that all of the animals had a mate, male and female, right? But when he looked at man, he see man was alone, and God said, what? It is not good for man to be alone. He did not make Adam another man. He made Adam a female, a woman. Watch this, and I can prove this. All right? And he brought her, what, to the man. All right? Yes, I'm talking to the world. If you're out there in the streets, if you're out there in the house of God, and you're practicing homosexuality or lesbian, get out. All right? And he brought her unto the man. And Adam said, now listen to what Adam said. Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was what? Taken out of man. Show me another man that has been taken out of man. The only other man that was taken out of man, like I said earlier, when the, the husband and wife get to know each other, and she become a child, and that child is born in male, that man, that male carries the father blood. But God had never brought no other man to that man talk about, I want y'all to reproduce. The only thing you could reproduce is sin and disease. I'm serious. It's time out for this foolishness. And get back to God. Right now the church is on that broad and and, and wide path. We need to get back on that straight and narrow path that leads us to God. Everything now is about money. The church is about money. Buying these pastors fine cars. Paying for their house. All this. And then you can't even pay a $25 light bill, but every weekend you giving all your paycheck to pay for his million dollar house or his airplane. People have bought these passes plane and never been on it. How in the world I'm going to buy you a plane and, and, and I can't ride on it? I've been there too, y'all. Help, help buy pastor Help buy pastor a, a Cadillac. I've been there. And I, I fell into some hard time and couldn't pay a light bill and went to try to get some money to pay my light bill. Well, what you done with your, what did you done with your paycheck? You just got paid Friday. Well, I put it in the check. You should have paid your light bill. Thank you. You won't get a brown penny up me since. You know why? Because you just told me it's all about you and not about me. That's why in the Bible, when it talks about bring your, your, your tithes into the storehouse, 
that tithe is supposed to be there to help the people of God because it says that you are supposed to look out or take care of the household of faith first. Amen? Come on now. All right? So he brought to a woman, and she said because she was taken out of man. Never. Amen? Never did God call any man to hook up himself with another man. And this is the law that God gave Israel when he took them into to Egypt. He told them not to do this foolishness because now I am going to make a new covenant between you and I. And in my closing, y'all, check yourself. It may not be this, but whatever it is, if it is going or causing you to defy the laws and statue of God, go to God, repent, and get yourself back on the straight and narrow with God and walk with God. Amen? Let us give God a hand, please.